0: Hello, everyone. This is Head Mounted Destinations, and today we're covering CarMax App Reviews.
1: Hello, and welcome to Head Mounted Destinations. This is a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as game developers and provide you a peek behind the curtain into the world of game development. My name is Matt. I'm a gameplay engineer. And I'm Carlos, your friendly neighborhood game designer. Today we are talking about Carmack's app reviews. Now, John Carmack is pretty much the closest thing we have to royalty in the game development world like a living legend he was the programmer on wolfenstein 3d doom quake and those games which basically jump the entire modern fps genre and he's responsible for pioneering a number of well-known techniques especially in rendering technology and in 2013 he became cto at oculus applying his considerable engineering talent and experience towards improving vr in 2015 he published a series of public critiques of Gear VR games. Gear VR was the platform where you would slide your smartphone into a headset holder and it would render VR images to you. He has brought that format back with the first of hopefully many app reviews, um, where he takes a game that developers have submitted for him to critique or review and sort of goes down and in very minute detail says, What's good? What's bad? How could this be improved? And the format is super interesting. It's, it's very much like a bunch of bullet points. We'll put links in the show notes. So if you're curious to read these things, check it out in the description of the YouTube video or the show notes on our website, headmountedpodcast.com. So what is the single most interesting thing about these reviews to you? The most interesting thing about these reviews, at least for me,
0: is seeing how much mine and or our sensibilities align with someone who has such a wealth of experience and knowledge. While I don't have as much, like, programmatic skill as him, and and on the technical execution side of his notes, he does a great job at, like really pinpointing what could be causing the problem that he identifies. While I can do that to a much lesser degree, it's awesome seeing him call out these things that I would be calling out if I were playing it for Head Mounted Destinations or if I were playing it to write about it on my designer blog. That's just really cool to see him making these notes like, oh, like the button, you know, shouldn't really be this size. And hey, if you're translating this classic arcade game to VR, then justify why you're translating it to VR. Like he writes that in black and white text. And that's something you and I hit on a ton in the show. And I think most recently, we kind of said that a bit about Path of the Warrior. And it just Feels really cool to kind of be like, oh, I'm not the only person thinking like this. That's
1: great, right? That definitely resonates with me. It is validating to a degree. I think it's also a little bit depressing. Why? So Carmack said a while back that he was disappointed with the like pace of development or or innovation in mm-hmm. VR, which like clearly shows that. That's sort of what he was going for, bringing, you know, doing this new app review. There, there are two levels to development or like innovation in VR. At base level, there's things that are known that you can execute upon to make the experience better. At the higher level, on, at the second level, there's true innovation and theoretical insights which I feel like our discussions tend to tilt towards because we can see past the lower level issues in a lot of experiences we still touch upon them, but then yeah. we we say, you know, looking forwards five, ten years in the future in a in a perfect world where the industry absorbs uh lessons you know and actually improves on stuff, like what high level lessons could we use to make really great experiences? So, those are the two, two levels. There's a baseline execution of things that we know, and then the high level of like forging forwards into unknown territory. And clearly, Carmack is like just current state of things, not good enough at a baseline level. People are disregarding known lessons. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to go through and bullet point every single place where a known lesson is just blatantly violated. And yeah. Yeah. It's so in that regard, it's like, oh yeah, it is kind of sad now that he brings it up that so many games still fail to just do things that aren't that hard to do, right? Setting up your UI text in a certain way, or or not having totally black environments, or what these are like very basic things that don't take a lot of development effort it just takes precision and like an eye for detail making sure all the boxes are ticked off and that's not happening for a lot of games even larger budget games
0: yeah dude part of me really wants Carmack to kind of be the vrc trc gatekeeper although that wouldn't help at all because like all the notes he's giving aren't necessarily going to stop someone from making it pass like certification. But you do call out something that is very good, which is, hey, I like these games. I want them to get better. And I think it was actually his app reviews in 2016-ish era we saw him doing app reviews for the Gear VR which didn't even have motion controllers and i thought it was like such a fun kind of historical insight reading through his post on like the two Gear VR apps he's like talking through and he's like man tapping the headset sucks like but you know shooting like a fire hose that you can't control from your head is also kind of shitty i really wish we'd like packaged controllers with this VR headset and so i find that type of stuff like really useful at least from a historical context like you know oh this guy you know he he has cared about vr he has been uh preaching these, like you said, these VR standards or like these good practices since before we even had controllers. Like he was calling out like, dude, we need controllers. We need this, we need that. And like, he's still going at it now. And I really hope that he is able to like continue putting in the time to do these app reviews. They don't seem like they take too long, but I don't know his process or anything. I just see the output at the end, which is this usually kind of like cleanly formatted almost bullet point, but each bullet could be like two to six sentences type of like list of things. So uh, like you mentioned before, uh, this button was having some Z fighting or like, why is it that when I'm flying around this world, I only fly around on the like X axis, I don't have access to the Y and the Z. If I'm in VR, I should have access to all three. Um, and just kind of like hitting those on a like, bam, bam, bam basis as a reader feels great and as a developer slash designer, it makes me rethink how I write my own development thoughts and thoughts that I hope will be read by someone someday. Like, the way Carmack formats his stuff is really readable, digestible, and it's almost like action items-esque in the way it's presented. Like, whoever works on Dread Halls could, like, copy paste his uh review into some sort of word document and then the team could end up like trying to work on those items from there like that's how well they're written out
1: we have this concept of a review being uh, a couple of paragraphs and then a you know star rating out of five but yeah that, that's a very very narrow idea of of a review i would prefer in general that game reviews approach Well, this is a whole other conversation, getting into (laughs) game reviews in general. But I do think a principled approach of looking at technical execution and art aesthetics and game design, low level, like, are there mistakes? And then, like, at a high level, are the broad choices, do they even make sense? Right, going back to Path of the Warrior last episode, does deciding to make a beat-em-up one-for-one in VR is that a good idea? Does that lead to fun play in VR? That's like a high level choice. And then there's also low level, just mistakes of the play experience would be better if you juiced up this one thing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting
0: to note that at the top of the review, uh, whether it be Carmack or whoever is like posting this thing, they write, to whoever is reading that like these are you know just one developer's thoughts so the review itself is meant to just be like guidance I guess or maybe just for legal reasons like they have to put this disclaimer that it's like this is guidance this isn't like a prescription on how to make your game pass in the uh, submission part of the process and while it doesn't affect the submission process it would be good I think I probably already said this to have Carmack do more of these reviews?
1: Yeah, if for no other reason than to make people think twice before putting out a VR product that has easily fixable issues. I mean, speaking from a developer standpoint, I have seen this happen many times where there are low hanging fruit, easy to fix things, but Through the mysterious and magical process of game development and triaging and scheduling and prioritizing, Mm -hmm. these things just don't get done before the ship date. And, you know, an ideal development process would allow slack for people to go around and pick those low-hanging fruit, but not every process is great. And so sometimes a product just has glaring things that would take a day or less to fix but for whatever reason they're just in there and for right now carmax reviews are you have to submit you're like hey can you review this game but the idea of someone going around with a lot of authority trashing games without having (laughs) you have to submit it in a form or perhaps having the oh we have to submit it because it's a good mark of approval yeah. That little bit of friction might Ooh. make people think twice before skipping over like really obvious fixes that wouldn't take that long.
0: Okay, uh, like, a really good idea and just a funny idea, and I gotta get the funny idea out first. I love the picture of John Carmack being this kind of, like, the Devil Wears Prada type character stomping <laughs> around the Oculus Studios, just like, oh, I'm gonna get my hands on Swarm and we're gonna find out if this shit's fucking worth it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's just he's just really ripping into, like, anything he could get his hands on. <laughs> and on the more serious side of things, I think it would be great for these Carmack reviews to come with some sort of uh seal. Like, I'm thinking of, like, the Nintendo seal of approval or, like, the food ratings on a restaurant. Like, if I'm scrolling through my... Uh, w- bringing this into the uh titty lens that we have created and indecision specifically within that lens if i'm looking through all my oculus like uh icons of games and then i see like a little like blue i don't want to say blue verification check mark but you know like like carmack's golden face like like right plastered onto the bottom right corner of the game and i know oh shit Carmack liked this one okay this one is okay or or rather it's not even that this one is okay but this one exceeds being okay because Carmack isn't going to settle for okay like we can already read that in just two of his reviews and who knows maybe it gets a little shady and shifty if you have just one guy giving out these like seals of
1: approval Having a single person in charge of something that is actually systemically within the ecosystem of like blue check mark or whatever, that's that's questionable.
0: Yeah, but what about the seal of approval in general?
1: Yeah, I mean certainly having something like that would get me to think about buying a game more than other games, right? Game pops up. Oh shit, this one has whatever mark. Yeah. Like, oh, it's it's at least going to be good. The fact that we're talking about this kind of speaks to a sad dilution of the things that are supposed to be that, right? Like game game reviews in general, where you have publications or whatever that put out reviews and give ratings, and it's like, oh, 10 out of 10 from, I don't know, IGN, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, Ideally, that's supposed to be the thing. Some third party go, oh, I like the opinions of these people. I'm going to trust this. And on top of that, having strict TRC, VRC checks at the platform level.
0: Okay, let's take a quick moment to step back. Listener, if you don't know what TRC or VRC is, these are basically checklists. TRC, Technical Requirements Checklist, VRC, Virtual Reality check. But these are both basically just checklist of things that your game needs to hit. So as a developer, right, when my game is ready, it's past beta, and I'm like, dude, this is it. Like, this is the game that's going to go out on the store shelves. You need to pass VRC and TRC to actually make it onto store shelves. So you take a build of your game, you send it to whatever platform you're sending it to whether it be say like steam sony oculus what have you and they do their technical checklist and they do
1: their virtual reality check so for oculus this is covers things like uh when you launch the game it has to load in a certain amount of time Or when you take off the headset, the game has to pause. Or the game never leaves you stuck at any point. Like if you die, you can respawn. Uh, The game doesn't lose your data. Very functional things like this. And then has more quality things like if you see your hands or controller in the game, they have to match the position of your hands or controllers in the real world. Or don't use a font smaller than 24 point font. Right? That's like if you buy a game on PlayStation it meets a certain quality bar because it has passed TRC. And even that is like loosening a little bit, right? With what Cyberpunk being a total mess at launch and somehow managed to get past that process. So yeah. I think both third-party game reviews and platform level technical checks have loosened perhaps in the face of just the total deluge of games. You know, So many games are coming out nowadays. But there, yeah, there is no strong guide star for a consumer to go oh this game is gonna be quality and so i think that's like Mm -hmm. what you're suggesting is really a a symptom of that of like oh i just need (laughs) i need someone else to go through and verify
0: (laughs) a hundred percent yeah and that's what the reviewer was there for like, the reviewer is still there, I mean, also as the Let's Player and the yada yada, but, like, yeah, these people who are meant to play the games for us and let us know if they're good or bad, one, there's too many games for them to cover, two they don't have enough funding to cover it like i i can't find nearly enough vr coverage especially if it's like a new title like let's say sniper elite vr right the only people who are having access to that are the ones who paid for it or are being paid to access it so like Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i can't exactly like trust your opinion i'm more trustworthy of like the dude on youtube who made a four minute video showing me his literal body literally playing it and him not necessarily having fun than some fucking canned footage from a bigger publication who are like this game's amazing and it hits the technical side right and i like shooting nazis meanwhile the four minute review guy is like i like shooting nazis but this is a glorified wave shooter i think we should pass on it and it's like all right thank you for getting to the point and thank you for showing me gameplay of what
1: you're actually talking about There's there's nothing worse than a review that basically just reiterates the points from the press brief and has like actual video or images from the, the kit press kit or whatever. Like it's just so it's this like constant regurgitation of the same five bullet points and it's totally worthless.
0: Yeah, and it leads to distrust in the people who are supposed to be the quality testers of something. Not the quality testers, but, you know, like, the end-user
1: quality litmus test is like a reviewer. Oh, oh, okay, brain blast. Yeah. Uh, You know who plays a lot of VR games? VR developers, VR designers who are looking, you know, at new stuff and trying to get ideas and branch out? You know, what would be a great synergy is a VR game development studio that also publishes real reviews about other games, because then when they put out a game, you know, it's going to be good
0: yeah or yes you know and or hope it's gonna be good uh because that whole business model falls flat on its face if the game comes out and it ends up being like bad or just lackluster from a VR oh point. yeah i think it sounds totally. like a really cool idea but that's like the one uh piece of kryptonite i see working against it i would love it though if like Say Carmack was like, hey, I really like doing these app reviews, but I'm going to need more developers to help me do reviews. (laughs) And then there's just just this, like, garage somewhere near, like, Facebook Studios, Oculus Studios, that is, like, just Carmack and, like, six other people playing VR games and,
1: like, typing up notes on them. (laughs) That's actually, I mean, at Sony, they actually have in-house testers who play the games that come in for submission Mm -hmm. and identify issues. At Oculus, I am not 100% certain, but I'm pretty certain that it's all automated. You submit a thing, it boots it up in some virtual machine or actual headset that's just on a shelf somewhere, and it Mm -hmm. does totally automated checks to make sure, does it boot? Is it rendering properly? Is the load time? Whatever. And there's no one actually at Oculus putting the headset on and playing the games that are coming in.
0: Yeah, I'm a little less cynical. Like, I think they do have people like putting the headset on and, and testing the game. But I think it is more so from a technical requirements. This imaginary Carmack Reviews garage setup is maybe more of like that Nintendo seal of approval thing where like your game can get past VRCTRC, but it's not going to get this seal of approval until post launch or something like that.
1: At the end of the day, the need for this speaks to a need for stronger platform checks, VRC, whatever, QRC, TRC, etc. And that just isn't going to happen because it costs on the platform side Mm -hmm. and it costs on the developer side. Having stricter checks makes the development process a little bit more costly and it's already a questionable decision whether you can make money making a VR game anyways, So that's just not going to happen. And the thing that suffers there is the quality bar in the store
0: the visibility dude as well the visibility is like majorly impacted something i wanted to bring up earlier was steam like we're lucky we are on oculus quests because the marketplace is so much more like pruned and manicured and it's still a bad marketplace but compared to steam and steam vr it is way more pruned and manicured like i don't know maybe there's like 300 games on like the oculus quest store whereas there's like 10,000 games on the steam vr store but i guarantee you like 9,500 of those games are all like made within 30 minutes hentai porno games that just like fucking suck like so to speak yeah right <laughs> <laughs> So what, so ultimately what I'm saying is, is like, while yes, the marketplace is bad and yes, it's being flooded with shit that needs like more checks, at least for now, the Oculus marketplace is a little bit better than Steam, but obviously because it's more like pruned and stuff, some of the cool experimental ideas that you're okay to go with the flow on like the, some of the more broken aspects for in Steam, you don't get that at all in the Oculus store well they
1: this is loosening up a little bit with like the app What is it app labs uh yeah there's like
0: and their early access type thing yeah
1: right so they're figuring out a a way to have sort of beta experiences or more experimental things which hopefully means they can lock down harder on the main marketplace Mm -hmm. but this all comes around to this whole conversation of quote poisoning the well right which is game discoverability is already hard right steam there's What is it, a thousand games every year or more? It's very difficult to find good experiences, which is an issue in flat screen gaming, non-VR gaming, whatever you want to call it. But in VR, it has the additional issue of if you play a bad game that negatively colors your perception of VR as a whole. And so if you have a bad experience the first time due to a low quality game, then you might not return to vr and that hampers the potential of the of the medium as a whole so quote poisoning the well and it's really a collective action issue right it's it's expensive for any one person to make a high quality game but if everyone makes low quality games then the ability for everyone to make money decreases overall and so now you're making less money because the market's smaller So that's exactly where, like, a big entity, a gatekeeper like Oculus, they can solve this collective action issue by imposing strong, like, stricter checks, especially given that Oculus has mentioned the idea of they want to avoid poisoning the well, and they've done pretty good on the hardware side, right? Quest is a great piece of hardware, and, but it's just, it's like this, it's the, quality of the store is slightly declining or they're not making sure that newly learned lessons are being picked up and incorporated into new games. And that's like the key that is the crux of the frustration and i guess that's why carmack decided to start writing app reviews again (laughs) one day the rumbles from
0: mordor made its way to the carmack household (laughs) and and much like the squidward meme his red eyes cracked open like glass shattering and he said today i will review space shooter
1: If you liked this episode of Head Mounted Destinations, please share it with your friends. Word of mouth really helps us out. To get notified about new episodes, go to headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list.
0: You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics, visit our subreddit at reddit.com slash r headmountedpodcast.
0: Thank you so much for listening, Traveler, and we'll see you at the next headmounted destination.